What's up, hardheads, and welcome back to the Hardcover Hooligans podcast. My name is Mac. As always, with me is Danilo. And Danilo, I've got, a little, I've got a little question for you. Uh, ask your little question, my friend. So as we see, uh, the, fr- the Hobbit friends, Merry and Pippin, are both present for different battles. Uh, so if you had to choose, I know we don't see a lot of it in this chapter, but... Would you rather be present for the battle at the Black Gate or present for the Battle of the Pelennor Fields? Uh, so one is almost certain death unless various <laughs> things don't go exactly according to plan. <laughs> and the other one, I could just run to the big castle and I'm going to choose the second one. <laughs> That's probably right. I probably, I think you're probably right. Especially because right away Pippa gets smushed by a big orc or a big uh, <laughs> troll, which is very how Bilbo Baggins of him. Um, and so, then he is unconscious for the rest of the battle. Yes, literally. like our friend Bilbo. So you may have guessed, you may have surmised that we are in fact reading The Return of the King, published in October 20th, 1955, by one Jolkin, Rolkin, Rolkin, Tolkien. <laughs> That's not my joke. I, found, I saw that, that on Twitter. Ne- that never <laughs> is not funny. <laughs> Um, we are going to be reading book five, um, colloquially the war of the ring, which is what this is. Um, and book six, the end of the third age will be what we talk about, uh, next time. But right now we're talking about the war part of the book, of the book. Um, and, uh, just, yeah, sorry. I was gonna say before we started, didn't you have, you had some general fantasy stuff you wanted to talk about. So it's, uh. We're recording this. I guess you'll you'll probably be listening to this at the end of January, beginning of February. Uh, actually, it might actually be later than that. It will be later than that. But anyway, we are recording this uh, January 3rd. So on the internet, a lot of people are posting their like end of the year um, book uh, lists or like top 10 books they've yeah, read. How, or... how they read so many books and everyone else should feel bad about yeah, how, they've, few... how they've annotated so many books um, with their dumbass little sticky notes. But, because uh, everyone knows that reading is quantity over quality, yeah, right? Absolutely. That's a classic. It's vol- It's all volume. You just gotta plow through those sons of bitches. <laughs> well, but I've been noticing there's this thing that I hate and it's when people are like, the top 10 reads of 2023, and not a single book that they said came out that year. It's just like the top 10 <laughs> the books way, they right? read that year. Like, that's it's nothing. the ones they happened to read. Like, <laughs> that's it's nothing. Not. I don't understand why they, people are all constantly doing this. It's like, like, because like no even one seen, like, is The on... Hobbit did not come out in 2023. Like, stop putting it on your fucking list. <laughs> because it's it's the classic mistake of that everyone thinks everyone else is also reading the same books they're reading but no no you know you know who's the only person who's reading the exact same books you're reading is you right (laughs) so shouts out no one is reading we're mac you and i do a podcast about (laughs) books we've been reading the same books together all of last year we also we even did not read the same books i read other books that you did not right yeah (laughs) So, no, I mean people, and you, well, you, you know, you say that a lot of these lists they do have a lot of the same books on them, and they're st- and they're still like it's like I don't understand. There's like these trends that people just nobody cares about. You have 500 TikTok followers, and you're like, here, well, I happened upon this book this year. It's because everyone's trying to be an influencer these days. Yeah, so we're not us doing that. with our podcast. No, yeah, we're not. We're not doing, doing no, no goddamn top ten <laughs> list. Fuck that. I'm not. I don't care about the algorithm. Um, 
yeah anyway that's just my i've just been seeing it a lot like youtube i just can't i just don't because i saw you know shouts out uh anthony jesselnick's podcast uh anthony jesselnick is a comedian for those who don't know and they just did um i don't know if jo- i just saw it I, or listened to it i don't think they just did it but like their top 10 reads because those two guys are big readers too who have that podcast mm-hmm. and spoiler alert they're actually books that came out in 2023 uh, <laughs> like a was top like, 10 list is supposed to be imagine yeah. you're, like you're like roger ebert i mean he's dead so he's not doing this but he's like you know uh top 10 movies of 2023 uh citizen kane <laughs> yeah. uh, seven samurai yeah. pulp fiction what like dude what are you talking about it, how is, oh, these it's just, just ones i happen to have seen yeah. this year that i thought were good that's not so how any stupid. of this works Anyway, my my top ten books of this year are uh, chapters one through five of The Return of the King. Because I'll tell you what, <laughs> these are fucking oh, awesome. Yeah. This is oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, my top chapter of anything I've oh, ever read yeah. is The <laughs> Battle of the Pelnor Field. Yeah. Let me tell you what. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. So, I mean, we are almost uh, all the way done with this series. D- Danilo... Um, what what are you, what are some thoughts and impressions on uh on book five here? Book five, I'll be honest, did not capture me uh, immediately. Mm. It feels like a bit of a slow start, maybe a little bit uh, um, I would say uneven, um, which is tough because it's got some of the best stuff, and so far I also think some of the like, okay, everyone let's all keep on sort of chugging here you know oh interesting i think part of part of that might be just you know these are not the constant thing like we have to remind ourselves or like if we're reading these for for the first time these are not modern action novels no and i think there's still and i've been trying to adjust as best as i can i think people who can't make their way through these books or are bored like can't make that mental adjustment or don't make that mental adjustment. And I think maybe part of that for me was making that mental adjustment in this book that, yeah, Hey, we're gonna, we're going to be in the houses of healing for a while while yeah. Aragorn <laughs> makes the rounds. And like, yeah, I love that part. That's, <laughs> that's unironically my favorite chapter of this. Which, uh, you know, section. I was flipping through it. I'm like, it's probably a metaphor and it's probably important. And we could probably talk about it. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about it. In retrospect. Yeah, I think a lot of this sort of feels like... Um, even the way characters talk is a little different. There's a lot of like and low and alas and like thee and thine. Like that's not really present in a lot of the rest of it. Um, especially when Denethor is is talk. Whenever Denethor is talking and when um uh Il- Ilro- oh oh my god. You know maybe I should pull up <laughs> the characters' names. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people in this part that we have not met before. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of new people. Um, but uh, the and guy like from... the tone, like especially like there's a lot of battles and stuff described more so than in the rest of the books, and it's very like epic. Yeah, like old yeah. epic poetry descriptions, which I think are fantastic. Yeah, for sure. But it's not, you know. It's not a Brandon Sanderson action scene where he dodged to the left and yeah, she none of that. stabbed and then he rolled and then there's nothing that, you know, they just ride into a field and it's the most beautiful thing you've ever read <laughs> and you're weeping. Uh, Imrahil was the name I was looking for. One of the uh, the Prince of Dol Om, 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 Dol Omroth. 
or Amroth or however you say and it. And he is not one of Elrond's sons. Correct, correct. He's a different guy. Yeah, correct. He that that's Elro here and the other one are uh, okay. They both sort of sound like <laughs> Elrond or his sons, their names. But he. Uh, Imrahil's the guy with the banner with the swan on it. And there's like 700 okay. of them and they ride in on horses and they're like him and Aragorn are like buddy buddy and he becomes like the steward of the city before uh, after Denethor dies. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, while they're keeping Aragorn under wraps. Yep, which is very funny, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, so I guess we can, I guess we can hop right in. Oh, I guess I can give my thoughts. I mean, I think this is, um fucking awesome i think all of this is like <laughs> yeah the culmination of there's so many moving pieces and um there's a lot of um oh i well i can never remember danilo what is what was it that tolkien talks about um something oh, a catastrophe. catastrophe a U catastrophe in a disc catastrophe is that what it is yeah yep and the U catastrophe is the good one yes there's a lot of like that or like to use the a deus ex machina um but it, none of it at all in this section feels like unearned like it's all stuff that's set yeah. up like aragorn comes in and saves the day at the end because he's already like we've set up that he's gonna save the day because he got mm -hmm. a, like a zombie army and we don't originally we don't know at first why he has a bunch of pirate ships but we learn it later like and then right. we're like oh that's where they went because aragorn like disappears from this part for a huge chunk and well, then you and find it's out not even it's just like uh it's not even a deus ex machina it's like a set up plot twist yeah. like something yeah. happens and like you forget about it and like tolkien does a good job of like dilating time or being like oh you don't know when this happens or like there's so much stuff is happening and then something happens and like oh yes that's right and right, then later yeah. you find out like how it happened you know and it doesn't it's not as if like characters aren't dying or bad stuff's not happening like they really do almost destroy Minas Tirith but they just mm -hmm. like barely scrape by yeah I don't know because the whole deus ex machina thing it's like if I feel like if the characters hadn't done anything and then it all turned out fine like that'd be a deus ex machina sure like, yeah definitely things turn out fine because like characters took action you yeah. know which is a uh how a story works some might uh. say <laughs> well and i was gonna say you know there's nothing you can't say it's not clear like oh, it no, is very not. like where everyone is what's happening what the plot beats are you know like i was never confused and i think it's you might get confused if you're not paying attention because you might be bored but <laughs> you're not going to be confused <laughs> because you don't because it's not there you know yeah the only pain points i could see that if you're if is if you're not i feel like just tips if you've never read this before and you want to is you can sort of just like ignore or not really pay that close attention to of like wait a minute but i thought this mountain was over here don't get lost about the no, map yeah. it, none <laughs> it of that stuff matter. really ma it does not matter <laughs> um just try to remember the names don't mix up if you start mixing up minas tirith and minas morgul you're gonna be in for a bad time but if you can separate those two <laughs> things then you'll probably be fine i mean one sounds like the place where the good guys are and one sounds like <laughs> a murder castle <laughs> so i guess we could hop right in so we we uh we jump in literally right um into where book uh three ended uh which is uh, Pippin being rushed off to Minas Tirith under the care of Gandalf. They pause at like some village or whatever, and Pippin is freaking the fuck out because he has 
serious PTSD about looking into the Palantir. Mm-hmm. And meeting Sauron. You're right, literally meeting Sauron. And so they, but they, as they're riding, they look and they see uh, the beacons. The beacons of Gondor have been lit to call for aid. And Pippin thinks it's a dragon. Yeah. And this is, unlike the movies, like the least big deal ever. Yeah. They just sort of see it and they're like, what's that? And Gandalf's like, it's the beacons of Gondor. And Pippin's like, oh, cool. And then that is it. That's it. Yeah, that's seriously it. But they get to the city. Um, what Minas Tirith is, is, it, is it's like seven, it's like a seven layer cake, literally. Like on, stacked <laughs> on top of each other, getting smaller and, and like And is there a little roads. couple made of fondant on top? <laughs> yeah, kind of. There's a white tree made of fondant on top. <laughs> uh, yeah, no one's taking a bite out of the white tree. They don't know it's not fondant. <laughs> that's true. And it's like wilted because it's like rotting. Nobody's eating. Nobody's yeah. eating this fondant tree for two thousand years or whatever. <laughs> so they get they go through all seven gates and they make it to the the top and they see which the is wilted called white the tree. citadel, right? Yeah, the citadel, the white tower. Uh, and they they meet the 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 creepiest uh, old man of all time, whose name is Denethor. He's the steward of Gondor. And uh, just lore moment here, since the kings of Gondor have disappeared, or, or the last one uh, had failed to have any children, uh, the stewards rule over Gondor, but they do not call themselves kings. They are still stewards. Mm-hmm. And so, like, a line of stewards has been controlling Gondor for a really long time, and they all feel sort of slighted and um, not super pumped about not being the official king. Which is They're cool. They're slowly I think that's cool. being, like, um, uh, like, red-pilled. They are. <laughs> the hating the kings of Gondor. <laughs> yeah. They're like we're we're just, we've done all this work and we can't get any other they're credit. Being, yeah, they're being like nice. They're like, well, oh, that's what I get for trying to be a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I try. That's all I get for being a steward. <laughs> you try and you try, but no matter what, Ethelion, my dad is never gonna think I'm cool. Uh, uh, oh, I was gonna say I loved the because um, as a. Uh, I'm going to try to not constantly refer to my relationship with the movies. Um, But, (laughs) you know, this, the whole steward king thing, I never really got before. But I love the description of, like, when he describes, like, the throne room. They, like, describe the ornate throne with, like, the silver tree and how beautiful, like, the throne is. And then they're like, and in front of that throne was a chair. And that chair is where the steward sits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just so a cool. really good image. And the whole hall is like the statues of the previous kings. Oh, mm-hmm. man, that's awesome. Uh, so so they meet Denethor and Pippin sort of... Um, he, Denethor is like... Okay, so he's old. He's and, sus. Uh, yeah, he As is. As the kids would say, he's, he's, he's yeah, real he's sus. sus. He has no riz, and he's sus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I would disagree about the riz part. Yeah, he does, I think he's got a little bit he of riz. A, he does have riz. Uh, but Pippin, he's, he, it's sort of like, he's like, oh, this guy kind of reminds me of Aragorn. Um, but it's as if, like, Aragorn, there's like a gray cloud over Aragorn. Mm. Like, something's off with this guy. And, well, and Gandalf, before they go in to talk to him, <laughs> Gandalf's like, 
Okay, so you met the king of Rohan. He's like a good dude. This guy's also a king, but don't tell him anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep everything under wraps. But as they find out, he sort of already knows everything. He knows that Boromir is dead and and all this bad news because dun, 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 Denethor is his dad. And Den yep, Fer Denethor Faramir's is Boromir's dad, too. dad. And so they they... Denethor questions Gandalf and Pippin, but he's mostly questioning Pippin and not really mm -hmm. questioning Gandalf at all. And Pippin, because uh, they talk for like four hours. Yeah, they talk for a super <laughs> Pippin, long time. Like, Denethor just like grills Pippin, and, and I, Pippin, I thought a, a funny little part was like Denethor also I think talked about like the rhyme of Isildur's bane and how mm -hmm. it's going to be like carried by like a little dude. And I'm like, this rhyme is making it really hard for anyone to keep anything under wraps. Everyone <laughs> sees a hobbit, you're like, what's this little guy? Wait, I know, I know a that rhyme, rhyme about this about this exact situation. <laughs> that would be really helpful. Like, can you imagine if just like a Wu Tang Clan song, it just like act perfectly described like a day at work for you, and you're like, what or, the fuck? Or like a presidential election? You're like, who's running? Wait, yeah, that's that's what's happening. And like, everybody's heard this dope song and people know instantly when they see these little guys that something's up but Pippin sort of feels like um I don't know it's a vague but he for some reason he pledges himself to to Denethor's service to be like his uh his page I think he feels bad that Boromir sacrificed himself to save him and so Pippin's like the least I could do is yeah you know pledge my Anything. servitude to this creepy man i <laughs> yeah. just met and i think he he feels bad of like he sort of thinks he's may have he may have he thinks he might have derailed this whole fucking thing by looking into the palantir so he's oh, trying to do yeah, something to like that yeah and both gandalf and denethor are like are you sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like a crazy thing for somebody to do but but he does it and Denethor's like, well, uh, you have a sweet new house now, and uh, just go hang out at your crib, and I'll send somebody to collect you. <laughs> and uh, Gandalf goes, and he Gandalf goes to do Gandalf stuff, and Pippin meets a man named Baragond, who is a guardsman mm -hmm. of the Tower Guard, and uh, he sort of takes Pippin through the town and um, teaches and so him about stuff. The, and well, to clarify, there's so there's like the normal army. And then there's, like, the special guard of, like, the Citadel, right? Which in the movie, if you remember, are the guys dressed in black with the tree right. on their chest. Which is what yes. Pippin and so, looks like. And that's what Baragond is. And so, like, they're supposed to, like, just stay in the Citadel to guard the steward. Right. That's, like, their whole deal. And Baragond and Pippin have these, I think they're really lovely, these, like, moments where they sort of just sit on this bench on, like, the seventh mm -hmm. circle and, like, look out onto the Pelennor fields and everything and just watch. They watch the people, like, all the, like, the women and children have been sent away because they yeah, know that, people like, leave. war is coming. Yeah. And, like, there's, there's, like, a quiet moment in this, whereas, like, in the movie, they get there and it's like, it's time for battle, everyone. Yeah. Shit's, shit's already hit the fan by the time they get yeah. there. But, it, I mean, it's, it is only, they only have three days of this and then shit does hit yeah. the fan, but... Um, uh, he also meets Baragon's son, whose name is Burgil. Um, a little play date. Yeah, they have a little play date because they're the same size. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. I feel like sometimes I'll be reading and I forget that the hobbits are like two feet tall. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so and that, then like Pippin gets bored and he's like, I'm gonna check on Shadowfax, and then he is like, oh, he's fine, and then he walks around. Like, there's a lot of like, yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna walk around. Which is so like, I love. 
I have never um, served in a war. However, people who do talk about this sort of phenomena of like just like the waiting is the worst part mm. and i think that this sort of does like a really good job of that dread of what i would imagine it would because well, he token really serves so he knows and, yeah uh, he has like that pippin and all of these tower guard they like can't really sleep but they're like trying and i don't know it's just mm-hmm. very i find it very He's, effective because yeah, it describes he gets like tired and sore from waiting like he's mm-hmm. like I think when he meets, he, he like re- gets reunited with Mary or something. Or Oh, I think he's talking to Baragon. He's like, yeah. I'm just exhausted from waiting. Which, you know, now me, having read the books, that puts this whole like, if it's quote unquote slow in a new light. Like there's a clear point behind like, this is what war is like. Yeah, some some of it's slow. It's not all just ass kicking, but don't worry, we'll get to <laughs> well, some it's ass slow, kicking. It's, it's slow, but like there's a point to it like they're tired of waiting the dread is building like it's not slow just so the author can do his weird jokes you know right Right. (laughs) exactly yeah there's a point it's not just stupid bullshit for like awesome quotes about what is it what is let's make the whole let's make the whole book a siege and then have the main character be like are we even doing the right thing (laughs) for 400 fucking pages (laughs) uh so, so we cut to uh, Mary, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Are they at Isengard, and they're leaving? Mm-hmm. They're like, "All right, time to go back to uh, uh, Helm's Deep." Yeah, Helm's Deep. And they go, and we meet the rest. The rest. We meet some more Dunedain, the Rangers of the North. Um, yep, the Gray Company. Also, yeah, are they the called? Com- Is that the yeah. same thing? Yep, that's the same. The Dunedain. Thing. They have the. They they and it's the Dunedain and the Sons of Elrond and they're like, hey Aragorn, we have this super fucking cool poster. <laughs> and he's like, don't let anybody see that poster. That'll be for something awesome later. And people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, Wait, what? This is like his banner. Like they made yeah, him a banner, banner, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's his banner he's that like, he will. He's like out of the corner of his mouth. Not yet, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they get to Helm's Deep and Mary. Uh, he swears loyalty to Theoden, um, mm-hmm. and they... <laughs> the least creepy of the right. two kings. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, the nice one. Yeah. And they have, they have lovely conversations, and it, Theoden's sort of like Mary's dad, or it's like a mm-hmm. way uh, more obvious father figure. Um, well, and Theoden's all like, you know, hey, when this is over, I'd love to, uh, you know, smoke yeah. some weed with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, after this war is over, we should we should get really high. And it's like, he's like, fuck, yeah, that sounds me, awesome. Let's get high and you can sing me your weird little people songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's literally what they say. And Mary's like, I think yeah. we can do that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and Pippin is also asked to sing... Also, and Pippin's is like, I just know the weird little people songs. Denethor's <laughs> like, I think that'll be awesome. <laughs> I want to hear them. And Pippin like doesn't want to. He's like, I, uh... yeah, he feels uncomfortable. He's like, thank God they didn't this ask me to weird. sing. <laughs> so, so they go. Aragorn's like, me and the boys gotta go uh, be weird. We gotta go and do they, something. <laughs> yeah, we gotta go hang out. And everybody's like, oh, but they're so cool. It's like a cool guy, like your cool cousins or whatever, like go off to do their own thing, and you're like, fuck, yeah. man, I gotta oh, hang out with my aunt. Oh, man. <laughs> Shit. Uh, but what we find out to do something called the Paths of the Dead. Oh wait, no, no, no. Which, what they're oh, wait, no. at Helm's Deep, they're they're using the Palantir. 
uh, to like challenge Sauron oh, oh, face to face. Oh, that happens off screen. Yeah. Oh, that's where they, I didn't I didn't connect that. Yeah, that's where they go. And then like that's what why when Aragorn comes back, he's like, oh my god. He's like, <laughs> he like looks like a different person. Oh, I didn't put that together at all. Yeah, so uh he uses the Palantir and cha- essentially shows Sauron that he's like, hey man, I'm uh 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 Let's throw let's uh let's throw cuffs or whatever. Yeah, let's throw let's throw it out. I got this sweet sword. <laughs> Uh, my dad is Erethorn. Ever heard of him much? Uh, and he's like, oh, shit. The elf stone is here. Or whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, he in his, in, in his vision in the Palantir, it's like, hey, you gotta go make friends with a bunch of zombies. You have to go to the Paths of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mary doesn't know what that is. But everybody else does. But it does. sounds scary. <laughs> yeah, it sounds super scary. And everybody else knows what the Paths of the Dead is because when he tells Aemir and Theoden, they're like, you gotta be out of your fucking mind if you're gonna go to the Paths <laughs> of the Dead. The thing no one has returned from? You're gonna do that? Yeah, people have tried <laughs> to like, explore, yeah. but have never returned from. And so they leave, the Grey Company, and he's like, I'm not gonna make anybody come with, but Gimli and Legolas, if you don't come with me, I think you're a pussy. And so they go. <laughs> and so and they he's go. like, can I go? And they're like, no, it's too scary, little is, man. Yeah. Which I think, I think he could, they're, the hobbits are stout creatures. I think yeah, he would have fine. Yeah, Mary could have done it. Because uh, also the book, it doesn't really sound that scary, I'm gonna be honest with you. I <laughs> yeah, think I could have done it too. <laughs> it's scarier, I think it's scarier in the movie. I think so too, because like the mountain pass... It's also it's, funny because the Paths of the Dead in the movie is like right next to the campsite they're at. They're like, it's yeah. right there. Just What's that creepy hallway? <laughs> oh, the next important thing we have to do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they go. But this is like they had to go. What we can talk about the full Paths of the Dead later. Uh, yeah. So they go to Dunharrow, which is like a big hill right next or whatever. It's like the way you need to go to get to. Um, well, isn't it isn't it also like the, ass or the Rohan's mountain hideout? Because yeah. yeah, they yeah, send yeah. all like the women and children to like go hide in the mountains. Yeah, it is that scene from the movie with the camp. It's just the paths of the dead aren't right next to it. Right like next the movie. To it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, is there, obviously, because she's in charge of what's going on here. And Aragorn tells her what it is, and she is even more like rocked, and it and. It, and you're well, like, she's all like, like, we need you. Why are you going to go kill yourself? Because yeah. that's what Aemir... There's a cool bit where Aemir sort of has the same thing, and he's like, I think I I think I don't really like Aragorn anymore. Because he's like doing like a... Mm. Sort of like a stupid thing. What they perceive to be stupid when he has right. like literally received a missive from God. That that's what he has to do, but... <laughs> and Aragorn's like, I'm the main character... <laughs> this is gonna work, yeah, and have to trust basically, Amir and Erwin don't know that because the the thing about the paths of the dead is it's a bunch of zombies who uh, at one point in time pledged allegiance to help uh, Numenor or whatever fight Sauron. But what well, really like ended ghosts. up happening? They're not at, they're not like zombies like how we right. think of zombies. When they but when they they did not they ended up helping Sauron instead. And the king at the time was like, all right, but I curse you forever. You're cursed now. And they're mm-hmm. like, whatever. And now they're <laughs> ghosts. And they live in this scary uh, mountain. And they're like, turns out being cursed was bad. Yeah, it turns out. And they're, now, and the, it's not like, but now we can't die. And the way to get rid of the curse is to fulfill the oath, which is to help 
defeat Sauron. And only, is it, uh, hang on a minute, let me find this out. Yeah, it is. It's Isildur who curses them. And so oh. only one of Isildur's line can control them again. And Aragorn mm-hmm. is real calm. He knows, because he, that's him. <laughs> He's got that dog in him. And so he knows that if he can just talk to these fellas, <laughs> he can talk some sense <laughs> into them, and they have a sweet ghost army. But nobody else believes him. Uh, he doesn't tell anybody that, but everybody thinks he's just gonna go get killed by ghosts um and <laughs> so they're mad like, at him yeah exactly naturally <laughs> and eowyn is like at least let me come with you and there's literally a moment where aragorn's like well you're a woman and <laughs> i'm not in charge of you your your uncle's in charge of you right? and so i it'd be be- <laughs> my uncle wouldn't like me anymore if right? i let you come <laughs> So sorry, <laughs> sorry. And she and she gets really pissed off, and she tries one more time in like the dead of night to be like, "Hey, I'm coming with you." And Aragorn says no again. And she she leaves. She she uh, she gets pissed off and and walks away. Naturally, so what we find here. Uh, so then we go to the paths of the dead. Gimli and Legolas have come. Well, there's this thing called the Red Arrow. That I did not know about. Do you, do oh, you remember yeah. this? Yeah, it's like the Arrow of War or whatever. So this is like, instead of the... This is the less cool version of what the Beacons of Gondor are. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like messengers come from Gondor. It's like, hey, we have this red arrow, which if we give to you, means you have to help. And then they're like, okay, then we'll help. <laughs> right. But they don't... It's like, if we don't want to help, there's like none of us. And we have to go protect... Uh, and we and just like, finished a big battle. We're gonna have to wait a week, and then the guy's like, "We're not gonna last a week." And then Theoden's like, oh, "All right, we'll go tomorrow." Yeah, they say fine. So they do leave, and 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 the our three best friends, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas, go to the paths of the dead because Legolas is unafraid of ghosts, and he's not scared to let anybody know that and Gimli is terrified of ghosts Um, but he thinks he'll be able to big dog it because it's in a mountain and he loves mountains he loves rocks he's not afraid of rocks Uh, he is afraid of these rocks unfortunately because as soon as they get into the paths of the dead he can't see any like he can't see fucking anything it's like pitch black he doesn't have dark vision right but he does but it like doesn't work because it's so it's like ghostly uh, dark in there well, he doesn't want to be embarrassed that yeah. an elf is comfortable underground, but a dwarf isn't. He's like, if this gets back to my family, they're gonna be. I'm it's gonna be really embarrassed. Funny. And so he, he go. They they all go together with the. I think this is a big difference from the movie too. Is like all the rangers are also yeah, there. They come like with it's them like too. a big traveling party. It's not just you know and three the main characters. Elrond. And they they see like the skeleton on the ground, and Aragorn says like a weird little poem. And then suddenly they just feel as if they're being followed by, like, a shit zillion amount of ghosts. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they leave. It, they just keep following the path, and then they're outside again. It goes, like, through... No one knows where it goes, but right. it just went through the mountains. It's just, oh, we're on the other side of these mountains. Uh, and there's a big rock there. The this Stone big magical of rock. Eric. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, literally. It's not spelled E-R-I-C, but yes, it is the stone of this Eric. This rock belongs to Eric. <laughs> I thought it was really, I thought that was really cool. It's just like a big, like shiny black stone yeah, on top cool. of the hill. It's like a big circle. It's like, 
a, a story tall. It's like as big as a house. That's right next to like a village. And so mm-hmm. when and they're, they're like scared of it. Yeah. So when they're walking past the village, they can sort of see the ghosts and they're like running away from the party, but the party can't really see the ghosts. And so they're like, what the fuck is happening? But when they get to the rock, Aragorn gives the marching orders and he's like, here's the skinny boys. Uh, and then we cut away. That's it. And we're like, okay. Well, and then it's, yeah, they, they start galloping away to the, the river. Yeah. And they're like, as the, and like the further they got away, like the larger, the army of shadows grew behind them. Yeah. Very cool. It is it's very not, cool. It's not green CGI weirdos. No. It's like a vague shadow that no one knows. Like it feels like there's people there. Right. But they don't actually but see them not, and you can't like interact with them. them. Uh, so we go back to Dunharrow and Mary. This is when the the guy with the red arrow comes, and they're like, "All right, fine, oh, yeah. we'll go to Minas Tirith. Uh, we'll go do battle there." Then, then they wake up in the morning, and they're like, "This is the darkest. It's got to be still nighttime, right?" And they're like, "No, <laughs> unfortunately, it is daytime. It's just it's so evil now that there's no daytime anymore." Uh, and the king says, "Uh." Oh, this is so sad. So, okay, so Theoden's like, all right, I guess we're leaving. And Mary's like, oh, I'm coming with you, right? And Theoden's like, no. And in fact, you don't have to follow me anymore. Just go back to to Edoras with uh, Eowyn and just be there until the world ends, pretty much. And mm-hmm. Mary feels really pissed off that he's just going to get left alone again. And he doesn't know where any of his friends are. And he hasn't seen Pippin in a few days. And he's really nervous. But then... He feels like a, he feels like a bag. He does feel like say, a bag. He just, well, he, he feels... gets put. He they Durham treats him like a bag because he's right. just like hiding him. <laughs> but a young rider whose name is Durnhelm uh-huh. uh, shows up and is like, "I'll take you." And then Mary's like, "Okay, thank you." You and he's like, "This is the most beautiful man I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> so he carries the Hobbit secretly. It's a. Uh, it's, uh... He, I think it's it's so funny because the the literal dialogue where Mary's like, "Hey, what's your name? You didn't tell me." <laughs> and then Durnhelm's like, "Wait, you don't you don't know my name?" Yeah, it's Durnhelm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you could fine. Call me. You could call me Durnhelm. Uh, and Mary makes this remark to himself that the writer looks like he wants to be dead like he's got yeah. like a it's really gray, intense. it's like gray eyes with like no hope of life yeah and he's them. like i'm gonna ride with this guy this guy seems he like he knows where it's at <laughs> um we so we go back to pippin this is the siege of gondor the beginning of the siege of gondor and pippin is just standing next to denethor this is where he, this is when he said he remarks that he really doesn't want to sing and then faramir uh comes oh not yet well they no not yet they go outside and they they see this is very misborn this is very <laughs> when we see what was that guy breeze riding his horse back oh, from yeah. the evil camp because pippin goes outside and he's got his bagged lunch or whatever and he peers <laughs> over the literally like his juicy he has juice. to stand on <laughs> he has his juicy juice. hey wait it, what were those like plastic things with that weird like uh, Capri cap? Sun. Yeah, yeah no no like that weird like twisty cap and they looked like potion bottles and people out there know what i'm talking oh, about yeah, one of those. Oh, yeah, like, they're, they're like made of like wax well not that yeah, 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 like that. kool-aid like the kool-aid <laughs> 
away the little plastic. Oh yeah. yeah. So he's got his little turkey sandwich. He's got one of those. Bottle. He's yeah. definitely got one of those. And there's this like this funny thing that he didn't have to put in here, but I'm really glad it is in here that in order to peer over the edge, Pippin has to stand on the bench and like lift himself up to look over. Uh, they're so small. <laughs> they're so small. Yeah, if you take anything away from this series, it's that hobbits are small. I feel like people know that, but I feel like they're smaller than you probably think they are. So he looks out and he sees the five Nazgul on their fell beasts, um, like just dive bombing these fucking guys riding horses trying to get away. And Gandalf Mm -hmm. and Pippin sees a big white light like ride out to meet them, which is Gandalf. Um, And there's like three guys make it back, and one of those guys is Faramir. And uh, Gandalf brings Faramir to see Denethor, and Denethor. This is the the famous uh, movie scene where he's like, would you have wished my brother, uh, I had died in my brother's stead? And he's like, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's just like five pages of Denethor being the worst guy in the universe. <laughs> yeah, he really is. And then he sends, he, like, Faramir is fucked up. Um, and Denethor is mad that, it's he thinks or is perceiving that Faramir respects Gandalf more than Denethor, or like yeah. is listening to him. So he keeps calling uh, Faramir a wizard's pupil. Yeah, the, which is awesome. I wish my dad. Den- and me this a is the whole pupil. thing where like Denethor like knows things before Gandalf tells him, and also like occasionally is like super suspicious, especially of Gandalf in ways that don't make sense until later yeah yeah i feel like i wonder if you if one could let us know if if for whatever reason somehow you had read these books and never seen the movie and derived that he was using a seeing stone because i didn't oh okay so this this was my exact experience oh nice this whole i just thought he was in the movies i went I was going to say this at the end, but I think I went in as blind into Return of the King as I possibly could have as someone who has seen the movies. Because I don't think I haven't seen Return of the King or hadn't seen Return of the King in like 10 years, probably. Oh, nice. So, like, I remember like the big plot points, but like, I didn't know Denethor had no Palantir. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know Denethor had no Palantir. <laughs> in the movies, I'm like, I just thought he was kind of like, it was like vaguely, he just kind of went crazy because. No, he yeah. was in charge too hard. I don't know. He is a li- <laughs> yeah. It was those tomatoes he was eating. <laughs> yeah. like That made him go Yeah, unfortunately in crazy. the book, Denethor does not eat a bunch of funny cherry tomatoes, and Pippin doesn't sing that pretty song. Pippin doesn't have to sing at all in the book. What a difference is that there is a song in the movie that is not in the book. Um, yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, oh, yeah. This is also when Faramir says... This is when Gandalf learns where Frodo and Sam... Well, this is... Okay, yeah. this is where Gandalf learns that, first of all, they're still alive, because he hadn't had any yeah. idea. And also that they're going up the stairs of Kirith Ungol, which he doesn't say it, but I think Gandalf knows that Shelob is there, because he's like, he's are gotta. you kidding me? Like, that's where they're going? And he's like, <laughs> and Gollum was with them? And then Gandalf's like, I think... They're gonna get betrayed, crazy style. <laughs> but <laughs> we have to trust in the in the process. I, I had a I had a classic fantasy uh, book moment where you know Gandalf interrupts and says, "Kirith Ungol, Morgul Vale," and I'm like, <laughs> "What are these words? What am I even reading right now? This doesn't make any fucking sense." <laughs> 
Like, yeah. I know what those words mean, but it's like, I don't know, you show this to anyone, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But they don't they don't get it, man. They don't understand yeah, if the you're dangers. Not, you know, if you're listening to this, try to, you know, sneak Morgul Veil into your, you know, next conversation with your barista <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. They, just give that as your name. My name is Morgul Veil. <laughs> That's a sweet name, actually. That's a cool, like, <laughs> World of Warcraft character name. Or, like, a, oh, you could do, like, a nerdy, like, drag queen. It's called Morgul Vale. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's a million-dollar idea. Nobody steal that. That's ours. Trademark copyright. Yeah, I'm going to sell that for a million dollars. For exactly drag one, million dollars. <laughs> one million dollars. One million dollars. Uh Oh, yeah, so next the next morning, Denethor is like, I don't care how tired you are, bitch. And he sends Faramir right back out to uh, reinforce Osgiliath um, and take yes. a bunch of other soldiers with him. And then instantly he comes back unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> so for listeners, shall, should we clear up the geography oh, of the sure. area? Oh, yeah. So there's Minas Tirith, which is big fortress on a mountain. And then in front of that to the east is the Pelennor Field, which is a big field, very convenient for having a battle on. Mm -hmm. And then there's the city of Osgiliath, right? Mm -hmm. That's on the river. And then there's a river. And then the other side is the evil places now. And then further down the mountains is uh, Minas Morgul, which used to be Minas Ethel, right? Yep. Oh yeah, I'm getting the hang of this. Nicely done. <laughs> now here's a quite here's another specific question. Yeah. What is the Ramas? Because they keep talking about the Ramas. Oh, is that the... just a wall? Is that the wall in Osgiliath or something? Because uh, I think it's yeah, some big it's wall. The, it is. It's the big. It's okay. Or is it so... like a big Attack on Titan style wall in the middle yeah. of the field. Yes. So that's exactly what it is. Minas Tirith. Okay. Mindalowin, the mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. Minas Tirith is built on the mountain like on the side of the mountain and then connecting the mountain like in a big old circle around the thing um so pelinor field is in the ramas ekor and then right on the other side of that in enorian because ethelion is on the other side of the river Mm -hmm. um there's like between the wall and the river on the river is osgiliath Got so, it. But Osgiliath is outside correct. the Ramas, which is the big wall. Yeah. And but, the, but the Pelennor field is in between the Ramas and Minas Yeah, the Tirith. city proper. Yeah, correct. Gotcha. All right. Um, and there's also, because they're also worried about pirates <laughs> <laughs> that are going <laughs> to sail up. Because the way, okay, so the River Anduin, which we've been hearing, it goes literally all the way to like... Rivendell in the north uh, west. Down there, it connects to, to some sort of ocean, okay? It's mm-hmm. And they're worried that not only to the east do they have the Mordor, obviously, and to the north, they've heard that, like, I think that they, the Herodrim are there, or, like, somehow they've made it to the north. Also, the Corsairs of Umbra, which are po- sweet pirates or something, mm-hmm. are going to sail north on the river Up Anduin, the river. right mm-hmm. next to the wall. And so they're also going to be there. And since you can have a shit ton of boats, uh, they're going to get really screwed if there are. Yep. But you might not have to worry about those pirates, but we'll talk about that <laughs> in a little bit. But yeah, that's sort of the geography. So there's a big old river, there's a big wall, and inside that wall are the Pelennor Fields. So it would be bad news if the 
it's not terrible news if the armies of Mordor get to the Pelennor fields. It would be worse if they got it into the city. That is what the wall is for, after all. But Osgiliath is especially fucked because it is out in the open. And the first, like, you have to cross it. Literally, like, the road from Minas Morgul goes to Osgiliath because they used mm. to be all the good guys stuff. So. And, it, and it, like, historically, it went for, like, the past, but like... 10 or 30 years, right? Like, Osgiliath had gone back and forth between... Yeah, they keep switching. ...the good, the good guys in Mordor. Yeah, yeah and, and now it's the... At the at this point, it is the staging area for the assault of... Like, Mordor has it, and they're building siege weapons there. We don't know that yep. yet, but we will learn that later. We'll learn that later when the siege weapons right. uh, arrive. <laughs> and then the narratorial voice says, they're the siege weapons from Osgiliath. And you're like, no! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they... The battle is, has started. They got there's a big explosion, and they get right in through the wall. <laughs> so, oops, uh, you can't, you know, <laughs> into the Ramas. Yes, yes, through into, the Ramas, through the Ramas, yep. into the Pelennor fields, and so the city is surrounded, and all of the roads are also blocked off. And they start. They're like they're not gonna the wall. Like the Ramas is just made out of like bricks, but the wall of. Uh, Minas Tirith is made of like Numenorean uh, whatever you know and so they're yeah. like oh you can't get in here and then they're like you correct so they just start firing bombs over the wall <laughs> and they're like how could we have foreseen this well and they launch the heads oh. of everyone they killed in Osgiliath <laughs> yeah, first it's really fucked up it, it is really super fucked, fucked up <laughs> it like one lands like right in front of Pippin and he's like what's cause he, he thinks it's like a grenade oh, yeah, he's or like, something I wonder what this guy had for dinner his last dinner yeah. and you're like oh my god <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's so sad. Like, you can tell Tolkien was, like, in war. Yes. Because even it's Severed so Heads, he's up. like, I bet that was a dad. And you're like, oh, no. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So the the combination of the heads being launched in and the Nazgul keep casting, like, uh, hold person on everybody. <laughs> it's like... It's, and it's like, like all of them. It's like nine yeah. Nazgul, yes, it right? Inclu- and including the big dog. The Witch King of Angmar is here. Oh, yeah. Um, And so whenever the Nazgul are, like, screech, it, like, free... Everybody, like, freezes. It's, like, so scary, like, your body stops moving. Yeah. And so that keeps happening. And so pretty easily, like, the defenders are completely paralyzed. And this whole time that this is happening, uh, Faramir, who isn't dead, but is... He's got, like, the craziest most evil fever of all time because he's been poisoned, poisoned by yeah, yeah he got poisoned not by uh an orc or a nazgul but by just like some dude who shot an arrow at him because mm-hmm. they set it up way earlier in this they're like oh you got to be careful of the southerns they have poison arrows poison and arrows yep. and then it happens yeah. and so he's he's got a fever and denethor is like uh i know how to cure this fever uh we're gonna light <laughs> ourselves on fire <laughs> <laughs> Can't uh, can't die if you're dead. Right. So Denethor takes Denethor has his son carried to the the the, the I forget that name uh, the tombs like where yeah it has a girl the name. tombs of the kings and everything and yeah. the stewards and the whole thing is like Denethor has like fallen to despair basically. Oh yeah, He's like big... we can't win. That's like the whole that's yeah. the whole message. The big thing is he after Faramir comes back. 
he like disappears into his tower and then comes back of like a broken man and you're like what the fuck mm-hmm. happened what happened was he like palantir pilled himself up there and and seriously went he crazy this time. On his he did. Palantir. <laughs> he was. He was doom scrolling. It's like a TikTok. It's like a the pal. Okay, okay, everyone. The Palantir is like a TikTok, a TikTok feed. It's right. like your for you page, but all of the horrible things that could possibly yeah. happen to you. Yeah, it's or, or just like you video. Just scroll in it's just like, like one uncensored after war videos of like Ukraine and Israel and Palestine, and then it's just like no, uh, it's. <laughs> Even worse, it's all those book reviews where the people start talking and they have like the long edge of the book pointed towards you. Oh, so you get to where the book yeah. is. It's all that. And, you and know you're trying what? to skip the fucking. You're, <laughs> you're just trying to skip to see what the book is, but then you accidentally like swiped off before you liked it. And you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> I don't that. If I had to, uh, if I had to watch those for too long, I would also uh, light yourself set on myself on fire. <laughs> um, oh, Pippin is with them. And they literally, like, Denethor, he lays on this fucking table, and he mm-hmm. Faramir's right next to him, and he commands everybody to get a bunch of wood and pour a bunch of oil on them both and light themselves mm-hmm. on fire. And Pippin is like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so Pippin sprints out of there, and Barag- he, he finds Baragon first, and he's like, Baragon, you gotta help me. And he's like, I can't, I, I got a job, man. I work here, dude. <laughs> I can't and he, leave. And then he's like, because like, like, Pippin's like, the guy who told you not to leave has lost his mind. Because <laughs> the big thing is that the Tower Guard are seriously not allowed to leave the Tower. Like, that's a really yeah. important thing. And Pippin is technically a Tower Guard, and so he yeah. runs if away. If they leave, they'll be, like, executed. Right. And so he runs to find Gandalf. This is so fucking cool. This is so cool. Well, he says, no, doesn't he? T- doesn't Pippin tell Baragon, like, there's going to be people coming back with, like, sticks and oil? Don't He's, let them in. Which he does not. And Baragon uh, that's kills a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Pip- Pippin's like, okay, I got to go find Gandalf. And so he sprints down all seven layers of the city, turns mm-hmm. a corner, and sees, like, Gandalf in all of his splendor sta- sitting on his horse before the Witch King, who's, like, also yeah. on his horse. And then the next chapter. Well, it's the Witch King, and then he, like, raises his sword, and, and it, like, bursts in into flames. Yeah. And there's a great little line where, like, Shadowfax stood firmly, the only horse ever to exist that would not have fleed yeah. from the power of the Witch King. Fucking awesome. And then it's, there's a horn, and you're like, oh, what is it? Rohan is here. Yeah. Uh, and so. Good shit. Yeah, it is fucking awesome. So, yeah, they, they hear that Rohan has made it to the battle. Um, well, I, there's this moment where a cock crows. Like, it's just, like, such an innocuous moment. But when the Witch King and Gandalf are about to have the showdown, Pippin just hears, like, the cock crow of morning. And there's just, mm-hmm. like, this line of, like... And it just did that. Like, it didn't... It doesn't know that there's, like, a... Literally, like, the line is, like, mm. it didn't know there was, like, a wizard battle going on. It just <laughs> did that because it's always going to do that. And it's... I don't know why I was affected by that line i thought it was mm-hmm. really cool there's so many there's so much in this book where like you like read a line and then i'm like tearing up i don't know why yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy like out of all the books i've read like this like book six of return of the king and and parts of the next one too we're like, it's seriously, you read something, you're like, why am I crying? Yeah, there's a moment, <laughs> it's crazy. we'll talk about it, but th- when Pippin, there's a line that says, uh, Pippin was never able to hear horns again without crying, because, like, it saved yeah. everybody's oh, life, and I, got, I, know. I get emotional oh about that. Oh my god. Um, okay, so, Mary 
<laughs> we cut to, like, the way these chapters work is that, like, action will happen, and then we'll cut, and it'll be, like, two days before the end of the action that we just finished up has happened. That's sort of how this is structured. Which is great, because you get, the, like, the cliff, you get, everyone gets saved by the Rohan, and it's a cliffhanger, and then it goes back to show you how all that happened, and also build suspense, because you don't know what's going to happen next. Like, right. it's... Great. I think it sometimes can get written off as a like almost Deus Ex Machina, but it's like I think it's really well constructed. Like yeah, because you, every story beat worlds. in this book, you get yeah. like you're not you left on a total cliffhanger because you're like, oh, Rohan's here, but you it's not as if it like ended in like, oh my god, the Witch King and Gandalf are just staring off. Like no, you get that little bit, so you're like personally assuaged of fear of like, oh everything's right. fucked. But you still want to know what happens next, but you also want to know like, oh how did Rohan get here because I thought they yes, weren't going to get exactly. here in time. Like it's just perfectly yeah. it's seriously fucking perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. And it's just like one line at the end. Like it's not yeah. this huge like build up. It's like and Rohan was there. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh my god." It's awesome. You know, it's crazy. So Mary describes the he feels like like a like seriously like a backpack just getting like thrown around on these horses and literally like dumped By in Dern with the rest Helm. of the bag. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> getting thrown in with like the rest of these bags and he's like, what the fuck? And then this other guy trips over him and Mary's like sits up and he's like, I'm not tree roots. I'm not a bag. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a bag. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, okay, whatever. There's a, he's like, where's the king anyway? I got to go see King Theoden. I got to tell him I'm here. And then, uh, this guy Elfhelm, is that his name? He's like, yeah, Elfhelm. He's like, uh, uh, that might be a bad idea. They're having a meeting with the uh, craziest man of all time. <laughs> now, I love this part. Oh I yeah, this was here. <laughs> the wild man of the forest. Yeah, it's awesome. Fantastic. Man. Uh, his name is Gon Barry Gon, and he's Gon Barry Gon. Yeah, he's the chieftain of the wild men, um, and that is what they call themselves. So, <laughs> I don't know if there's some kind of weird thing going on here. Well, probably, and he, but... and here's like, this is another like small detail. When they were going to Dunharrow, I think, Mary like saw a bunch of huge oh, yeah. statues of like yeah. stout weirdo dudes. And then when he sees, you know, these wild men in Gonbury Gone, it looks like the guy, the statue guys. Yeah. Like, that's where they're from. Because you don't Very see, cool. like, the wild men, they just sort of, like, live in the woods, and they don't ever come out of the woods. Or and, and if you go into the woods, like, you'd never see them. But they feel, like, that this Mordor stuff is probably bad <laughs> news. And so, and so they, they are like, okay, we'll they're help like, if you're you. killing orcs, we'll help you. Because yeah. we like killing orcs. Because they're not going to, they have to go through Dunharrow to get back. Because they were on their way back, but when they got the message, so now they're headed back the opposite way again and they're not going to reach it in time because it, it takes a week to get there and like the main road there's like a big army yeah. camped on it right and so Gonbury Gon is like well we know another path that people don't know about and if you promise to kill as many orcs as possible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we will uh, <laughs> tell you where it is and to like never hunt us again so it like it, there's just like this moment of like you're like why is mm -hmm. Rohan they like kill these people that just live in the woods like people talk about they're like oh th this story is a black and white good and evil it's like I don't know there's like weird stuff like this in here yeah. where these people are just trying to live in the woods but they're being hunted or like 
prejudiced against by Rohan. It's just like a line. And Gondor but, too. I feel like there's yeah. a whole thing where like we like we don't like when the Gondor people come up here and like take our land and kill Chop us our and trees down us. and stuff. It's it's fucked up. But they agree if they never not only will Rohan leave them alone, they'll they'll be tight and they'll be like a team going forward if they help and fulfill each other's ends of the bargain. So they both agreed and uh they're like when should we leave? Uh, is it it's nighttime, uh, mm-hmm. and then Gonbergon is like, "You're wrong." They have like preternatural ability to sense the sunrise. So even though it's like really dark, they're like, "It's five a.m. Mm-hmm. We have to leave right the fuck now." <laughs> so everybody gets up and they leave, and uh, they start to get to the battlefield through this secret road. And then <laughs> Gonbergon says some like ominous thing, and they all just literally like vanish. They just like fade <laughs> back into the woods. See, see you never. And then they, <laughs> they disappear basically. <laughs> but they've reached. Uh, they've reached the battle. They see the explosion that destroys the gate, um, mm-hmm. and they blow the horn, and then they start singing, which is awesome, and then they start riding into battle. Wait, we never talked about Grand. We never talked about the battering ram. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Grand. <laughs> yeah, Grand is a named battering ram, <laughs> which is awesome. Which I did not know Yeah, <laughs> that it, this uh, battering ram had a name, and it, like came from really far away like there's a whole grand has history lore, behind this battering ram it's huge its name is grand and it is has a big wolf that, is, head is that in that chapter or, or is that in uh it's bef- i think it's i think it's siege of gondor because as they get through the gates right oh yeah you're right yeah so grand oh the, it's so cool because like the line will be the paragraph will begin and it was like and grand was there and then like go into this <laughs> like, like huh? and, and it'll go into like this huge thing of the battle and like what's else going on and then like the next paragraph will begin and it's like and grand was still there so you're like <laughs> holy fuck <laughs> who's this there? guy and and he had a wolf's head and he was very long and you're like what <laughs> yeah. and he was being carried was by being four pushed. trolls <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a big cool uh uh, big cool battering ram with the wolf's head and the heads on fire, and it breaks down the gates. And that is in the movie. You get to see Grand. Yes, which I thought when I saw the movie was just a cool thing. I did not know That's it had Grand. a name. <laughs> That's people it's in the Grand. theater in two thousand two or whatever seriously going Grand. <laughs> yeah. Which you know, I would if I saw like a like a high budget movie of my favorite fantasy series and they put in the named battering ram i would also lose my shit (laughs) well that this movie this movie won best picture and it's because of grand (laughs) that's why and you know uh, i think andy circus was also grand (laughs) (laughs) yeah andy circus and benedict cumberbatch played played, they played grand (laughs) in the movie yeah, the both halves of Grand, I believe. Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> the was the front half of, of Grand. Grand. That was the uh, the prequel series originally <laughs> announced, but he died unfortunately, so he couldn't finish it. Uh, the Witch King of Angmar, he he sees Gandalf and he's like, "Here's the horns," and he's like, "Oh shit!" And so he turns around and he goes out to meet uh, Theoden's attack. And this is all right. So a lot happens really quick. So this is the chapter. Yeah, the batter. The, the batter. batter. <laughs> yes, this is where they this make the fried chicken. This is the pancake batter. <laughs> Battle of the Pelennor Fields. So, the Witch King, he goes out. He's got this sweet dragon thing. They're called fell beasts or whatever. And they're like... He takes like a paragraph to describe them as like... Like things that... Sauron like found in the depths and like... 
nursed to full size. Like it's, yeah. and it like doesn't describe it any more than that. It's just like they're gross, unimaginable flying horrors, and you're right. like, oh my god, it's cool. So he's got one of the those bad boys, and he like this battle is happening, and he goes right to Theoden, and Theoden's horse freaks the fuck out. And uh, I actually think it gets hit with something, uh, like an arrow or something, and then the horse falls out from under Theoden, and it, like, crushes him. Because Durnhelm was following the king, obviously, because mm-hmm. <gasps> Durnhelm reveals herself to be Eowyn. And Mary's like, yep. huh? I can't, <laughs> who could have seen this coming? And she's like, and he's like, oh, yeah, he had, Durnhelm had gray eyes full of sadness that were ready to die with no hope in them and Erwin's eyes also had that I remember (laughs) now (laughs) Erwin's also has major depression wow Uh, so the witch king he's talking mad shit hang on a minute I gotta make who who chops off the fell beast's head that is Erwin okay so it's it's so he's gonna the the fell beast is gonna eat Theoden and yep. then Durnhelm's like, not so fast, big guy. <laughs> he rides up right next to it and chops its fucking head and clean the witch, off. And then the Witch King does say, like, don't get in between an Asgul and his prey. And yep. then the beast lunges, and then Eowyn chops the head off, just clean through. And the Witch King falls off, and he, like, he gets up, and, he, and he's well, got and, a... And so, and so here's, here's the thing, everyone. Mary is just standing around here too, just yeah, like watching all is. this because he was with Durnhelm. And there's, well, and there was a great line. I, I just was leafing through, and then I got to this part again, and again, just skimming through it also made me tear up. It was amazing. <laughs> and Mary was like, "Well, at least she's not gonna die alone, unaided." Because oh like my, he's yeah, like, "I'm he's here there. to help," and I'm like, "Oh man." Yeah. Because they're pretty certain they're going to die. He's the fucking Witch King. It's the Witch King of Angmar. <laughs> He's got no head. He's got a floating crown and two red evil eyes. It's awesome. Yep. There's no head in between the crown and the rest of the body. So the Witch King... He laughs and he's like, "Don't you haven't you ever read a book? Everybody <laughs> knows no living man can do me any harm." And then the famous this is like the most maybe the most famous thing in the Lord of the Rings I think is mm-hmm. Eowyn taking off her helmet to reveal that she is uh, her and a woman mm-hmm. and she says, "Well, fuck you, bitch. I am not a I'm not a man." <laughs> and uh and the witch king he he laughs again and just shatters her shield mm-hmm. um, with, with his which big breaks her arm. scary mace yeah because he has a big scary mace and but Mary who's army crawling in the dirt sneaks up behind the witch king and he's like and then the and the narration is like he was so small no one noticed him yep he's small he's super small and he stabs it right into the back of the witch king's leg mm-hmm. which causes him to fall down and Eowyn yep. stabs the witch king in his no face uh-huh killing him and the first, this is the first time one of the Nazgul has died, and there is in the ever, ever, right, ever, and there is a reason why this happens, and it is not just because Eowyn is a is a woman. There is magic yes. afoot here, which I think that obviously the movie does not have this because this whole section that Mary gets his sword from is not in the movie, mm-hmm. and I think. That that is the right decision to not because it's like you have this whole moment where Eowyn is like 
I am a woman. And it's very mm-hmm. Macbeth-esque of mm-hmm. like, no, Macbeth also gets the prophecy that no man born of a woman can kill him. And it's like the same exact thing, except that she's actually a woman. But in the fiction of the book... It, that's not why the witch king dies. Yeah, because he wasn't cursed by three witches to right. be like, <laughs> right? <laughs> a girl with blonde hair will kill you. Right. <laughs> the witch king, when it gets stabbed with Mary's sword, because the witch king used to be in charge of the Barrow Whites, which are from the oh, yeah, which are I connected from that book, from the first book. And when he stabs him with one of those swords, the spell like of like the hold on them on him breaks. Mm-hmm. So it almost makes it sound like Mary like saved him in that moment, or like the oh, spell really? was the spell of huh. control, or like evil was released for like and a then second. Aowen man, yeah, and then yeah, and then Aowen was able to kill. And then when well, Aowen, oh yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I th- I liked this inclusion more actually mm-hmm. than like what happened in the movies with like oh it's the sword that mary got in the barrow downs one i think because it happens after all the action's done it's like oh here's this little detail like that sure is like the last un- part of this unravels chapter. the magic and you're like oh because you know like in my mind it's like why wouldn't someone have tried to just stab That's him in the point. head before you know yeah. why wouldn't like, a oh, woman have this, tried but, to stab him in the head before right it's the specific series of events of Mary's really small. I think it's this you catastrophe, right? Like yeah. they happened to get trapped in the Barrow Downs where Mary got his sword and Mary happened to be the one left behind and he happened to be really small so the Witch King didn't notice him and he stabbed him at just the right moment to like distract or unravel the spell so that Eowyn could like stab him in the head. Yeah, I do like that it is a team effort and it makes more of a sense in this of like why the sword works because otherwise it's like you can just stab you can just stab them like then yeah, how yeah, come yeah. nobody's doing that? I just I don't know if it it just changes the kind. Con- it's a pretty big change of like the narrator yeah. just being straight up like well it was really the magic sword <laughs> that did it. But well, and I and the way I took it is not that I feel like it didn't take away from like That's good. their courage and bravery it just like added like for me it was like oh this is the last piece of the puzzle of why this all worked like it's not like if they weren't also brave and amazing like, oh, yeah, it still wouldn't have worked. You know, it still wouldn't have worked even if they had the special sword, no. you know. That's how I took it anyway. That's a good point. I guess nothing is really lost. And I do like that they do have to do it together because they're both like mm-hmm. not warriors, but they're both yeah. very determined and... Uh, mm-hmm. they love their friends and don't want their friends to die. I still think it's like a beautiful section. It's just like the no living no living man can kill the witch king is true, but a dead man's sword was sort of mm-hmm. able to mm-hmm. incapacitate the witch king and then a woman killed him, which is yep. is pretty cool. So I changed my mind. I take it back. It's fine. But however, just be, be mindful on the internet. You will have... Um, if, if, if you're into the Lord of the Rings, the last thing I would ever probably do in your whole <laughs> life is try to interact with other Lord of the Rings fans online because they're all racist and misogynistic and will be quick to point out that, uh, it's like, well, it doesn't even like Eowyn, like didn't even matter. Cause Mary is the one who really did it. And it's like, <laughs> don't. And they use it no, in a way didn't. to like, justify. He yeah, like, they did Barry it together. specifically did not. He happened to have the sword that like distracted him in the right way so that Erwin could do the killing yeah. blow. Like Mary's thing was if Erwin wasn't there, Mary's thing wasn't the killing blow. Right, correct. Anyway, I love this part. Oh my god. I think it re like I don't know what it is about the movie. 
like maybe it's because it's famous or like it's a really big action movie moment but like in the book this is fucking awesome yeah i think it's amazing and just great and inspirational and just like super like tight and oh man it is awesome it feels almost it's like it works well in the movie but i don't know if it's just like me or where it is in the culture where like it feels cheesy but like (laughs) in the book it feels fucking badass and awesome yeah yeah. Even though you know it's coming, if you've not you read it before. I can't right. imagine no, no, not going knowing into that this, happening. not knowing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking awesome. So, uh, Theoden, he passes away. Uh, um, Aomir is there, uh, just barely, just just for long well, enough Eowyn, of a conversation. And Eowyn to... passes out after she stabs the Witch King. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. And Aomir rolls up and he sees Eowyn and he's like, what the fuck? Like, how is that? even possible and he and he thinks she's fucking dead and he sees theoden mm-hmm. who's who's dying and is like oh i wish i get to see eowyn one last time and he doesn't which is so sad he doesn't that's get to really see her. sad and she, and she she is right next to him just on the other side it is of so sad horse. yeah uh and and theoden tells eomir that like well you're king now don't uh don't fuck it up and then he dies doesn't he doesn't he talk to mary too yeah he does a little bit and he says like sorry like, we'll sorry, never get to sorry bro we'll never get to smoke weed again yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! and so he dies and this is awesome part where uh <laughs> this is a crazy <laughs> this is crazy so amir like thinks his whole world has like shattered uh-huh. and so he stands up and he he's like theoden and eowyn are are taken into the into the city and Aomir he rallies all the rest of the the troops and he gives this big speech and he gets them all shouting death over and over again and like they've stopped singing they're just chanting death and like riding in and like the orcs are even like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) we killed the wrong guy It is fucking awesome. It is so yeah, cool. Someone, yeah, they killed their boss, and then they all started yelling death and running at them. <laughs> yeah, even scarier than before. Um, we learn Eowyn is still alive. Uh, yep. She's going to the Houses of Healing or whatever they are. And then the, the fight in the city, is it's still looking bad, and that like maybe mm-hmm. that they're going to breach the gates when the pirate ships roll up, and everybody... And you're like, oh, no, oh, we're, we're yeah, fucking... Yeah, we're fucked. Every, and we're all fucked. the soldiers on the field are like, holy shit, this is unreal. But then they're like, what is that? There's some kind of cool flag on that. What is that? that that's not a... That's not a they look kind of empty, those ships. That's not ships. a skull and bones. That's not a skull <laughs> and crossbones, and they look totally empty. And then they see that it's uh, Aragorn's fucking profile picture. <laughs> 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 it's the tree. It's the tree of Gondor. And he has a bunch of... of of dudes that like got different Gondorians and a bunch of people on these pirate ships that charge the field and mm. they kill every single enemy combatant. Like the, Plus the book, ghost <laughs> army, the ghost right. army kills. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every wait is the, hang on. I gotta one real quick. Well, I'll tell you what this little, this, this little like plot twist switch totally worked on me. I was reading it and I'm like, wait, the ships are here? They're fucked. Like, I'm in, in like, very, yeah. like, narrow-minded, you know, what I'm reading, I'm in the moment reading. And then when it was Aragorn, I was like, oh my god, it's Aragorn. It was great. And reading, having this thing on the tail of Eowyn and the Witch King and Aemir riding out yelling death, it's just, 
Yeah. Oh my god, this is like the best thing I've ever read. It's awesome. So, so the hang on, sorry, I just I want to. I don't think the Army of the Dead is at the Battle of Pelennor Fields. Really? They use them to kill all the coarse hairs to get the boats, and then they have the Souther, Southerners of Gondor on the ship. In the movie, they are at the battle. Yeah. Yeah. They're not there. Yeah, that that's just... Yeah, they're, they're not at the battle of the field. Oh. They just... Because they don't really... They can't, like, really do anything. They just scare the pirates away. That's must be my little movie brain. Uh... And then, like, because there's this moment later where Legolas is saying, like, after they took the pirate ships, the king of the dead, like, broke his spear, and then they all, like, faded into the... And then they said sail. And then they got all, like, the... Then all, like, the people of South Gondor, like, got on. Got it. All right. And then... This is my favorite line in the whole chapter. Uh, After Aragorn and everyone fuck shit up, they meet with Aemir... And Amory's like, some bad shit went down. And Aragorn's like, let us avenge it ere we speak of it. Oh, and then yeah, they I know. go out to battle. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. that's the coolest thing you could possibly say. Yeah, it's so cool. It They're was like, awesome. And Aramir's like, hey, man, I really didn't think I was ever going to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I got gotcha. you. I'm here. And, uh, yeah, so so they kill they kill everybody. And the Battle of Pelennor Fields is won. And Gondor is safe for now. Um, and then we cut back to... Pippin looking at Gandalf and Gandalf's mm-hmm. like what the fuck are you doing here don't you have a job <laughs> you clock out and then uh... <laughs> you know they kill you if you clock out <laughs> and he says Gandalf you gotta help me uh, they're gonna the, you're... well he says Gandalf you gotta help me something's happened in the tower and Gandalf's like hey buddy that's your fucking job how about you go deal with it I gotta go ride to war and he's like you're not understanding what I'm trying to tell you Denethor has gone crazy he's gonna light himself on fire and Gandalf's like why why don't you start with that and then they run up they go to the they go up to the the houses of the dead and Faramir is laying covered in oil uh, on the unlit um, pyre and but Gandalf and like there's this weird moment Gandalf like does like a box jump onto the onto the thing and like just like lifts him up super easily and jumps back down and Pippin there's like Pippin remarks like what the fuck was that <laughs> he could just do that uh, which is like a cool he could have jumped on everyone this whole yeah, time he's just like Mario style <laughs> so he says oh I guess well well, well it, and then when they Baragon. get there Baragon is like fighting off the other tower guards that yeah, are trying to get killed in a bunch of them yeah and Denethor is he he draws his sword too and is like well if you don't send somebody to do a job you could do it yourself and he's like <laughs> he's gonna try to kill uh, um, Baragon and then Gandalf casts the spell and his sword like flies out of his hands mm-hmm. Denethor is like I always knew you wanted to be in charge of Gondor and it's like a really sad moment where Gandalf's like what mm-hmm. the fuck what <laughs> happened I was gone he's for like, 20 minutes I really minutes. don't <laughs> and then Denethor, he's he he laughs and he turns around and he takes the Palantir out of a pillowcase, <laughs> and then everyone collectively goes, "Oh!" Because <laughs> he says, "He's which like, is I know what I that's what I did, right? Yeah, because he's like, this told me victory, this told me we can't win, and then Gandalf's like, of course it did. It's the bad guy, <laughs> like the bad guy's telling you, know, you you're gonna do lose. Do you know who else has one of those? <laughs> Sauron, yeah, the bad guy. And there's this, this moment." Where he's like, I knew you were just going to lead Aragorn here and he was just going to take my sweet job. Uh, And if he's just going to do that, I'll just kill myself. And so, oh, this is when he goes to try to kill 
Faramir. He tries to stab fucking Faramir. Mm-hmm. That's when Gandalf hits the sword out of his hands. And then he's like, whatever. And he takes a torch and he jumps into the pyre holding the Palantir and sets himself on fire. And the, mm. the book describes like whenever anybody tried to look into that Palantir ever again, all they saw were like hands holding it wreathed in terrible flame. Whoa. And then Gandalf just closes the door. And, and they hear one says, final scream. Yep. Thus passes Denethor, son of Ecthelion. Oh. So he doesn't do a big funny run and jump off of a <laughs> cliff. He does just die on the pyre. And he never, this is the big thing, he never like realizes that he went crazy or like feel bad about no, it. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he just dies in terror and despair. It's so sad. It's fucked up. Yep. Because it's, I think in the movie it's played off like he redeems like, oh, what have I done? Yeah, that is And then kills is. himself and jumps off. But Because Gandalf says to Faramir, like, he'll remember that he loves you in the end. But in the book, he does not. He did not. <laughs> he it's goes so crazy sad. and dies. Uh, and he says, Faramir, we got to go to the Houses of Healing. And so Pippin. And he's oh, like, huh? Oh, so oh, Pippin is, I need to be healed. Pippin sees Mary again. And he's like, oh, my God, yes. Mary. And then, like, hug each other, and they have a little conversation, and then Mary, like, pretty much, like, just collapses, like, right in front of Pippin. And so His Mary, arms are really cold. <laughs> yeah, it's so fucked up. Mary, Aowen, uh, and Faramir are all ushered into the Houses of Healing, along with presumably millions of other people, <laughs> but these are the three important people. And the Houses of Healing is like a hospital. Yes. <laughs> Where their le- the Gondor's leechcraft may not have been as good as it was in the days of Numenor, but it's still ranked first among the races of man. Uh, it's because they their leeches aren't as good anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> they don't know how to make they're leeches get- anymore. They're getting bad leeches. <laughs> yeah. You're, you gotta get a new leech guy, dude. You gotta get a new leech guy. <laughs> um, here's a funny moment. So so Air, so okay. This is isn't, this isn't funny yet. But we gotta talk about this. So Aragorn, he's like, I don't want to go into the city because people are gonna think that I'm just like bullshitting everybody if I just like say I'm the king. And Imrahil, the one of the princes, is like, you have you have to, you have to, but just do it secretly. All Be your weirdo. friends are in there. Yeah, and so he's like, fine. So he dons his like cloak of Lorien, like the gray elf cloak where they like blend Mm -hmm. into the scenery and he like enters the city and he starts healing everybody he revives Faramir first with he's like well okay so there's a woman who works there (laughs) we gotta talk about she and and she has a lot to say (laughs) it's such a weird and and people have a lot to say to her (laughs) her name is Eorleth and she and Aragorn comes in and he's like do you have a a Thelus, a king's foil. It's the weed that they use to like save Frodo in the first book. Um, and she's like, I've never heard of that. What's that? And he's like, Oh, it's this thing. And he's like, Well, why would you have need to have any need of that? Chances are we probably don't have that here, but I can go check. But if I go oh, check, Oh, that, that weed we've never found any use for? <laughs> yeah. No, we don't have it, but I'll just go see. And when I come back, I'll sadly have to report that we don't have it. And Aragorn's like, What the fuck are you talking? Just go do it. And then and then she's like, Okay, I'll go grab the Master of Healing. And then the Master of Healing shows up and he's like, oh, I'm sad to report we don't have it. But if we did, why would you need it? It's just that weird weed nobody ever uses. And Aragorn is seriously like, can you two shut the fuck up? And Every- Gandalf Gandalf starts losing his mind too. He's like, what is happening? How come the, the two chattiest people... Why does it feel like here? we're in a Monty Python skit? <laughs> it, it does, that's exactly... It's like a moment... It's a really... I think it's nice. It's like a moment of levity after this crazy battle. It's just so funny that like... 
It's just like this anno- these two people who are annoying at work. Like, it's so <laughs> relatable. I don't know. Uh, I love it. Uh, and this is where they, the, there's that fa- the famous quote of like shadow facts, show me the meaning of haste. Oh, it's yeah. not uh, said in a cool context. <laughs> it's said it as a vague threat to an old woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gandalf. Because the woman's like, well, you know, my we might have some like over in the forest. I could like. You know, go check, or maybe you know. I think I have some sisters on the way. I can visit them, and like, Aragorn's like, "You better fucking be quick and come back here." And Gandalf's like, "Yeah, or Shadowfax is gonna show you the meaning of haste." <laughs> <laughs> it's like a slapstick thing. It's and then crazy. The book goes on to then pass the Bechdel test because Eorleth says to an unnamed woman, "I wonder what all this Kingfoil stuff is about." <laughs> so we did it. We, we fucking did we it. We did it. We did it. Thank you, Tolkien. Uh, okay, so he wake. Faramir wakes up first, and right away, he's. It, it's almost like he, magically he knows. He's like, oh, okay. So Eorleth says she's like, uh, everybody he, here is gonna die unless the king is here, because like there's this poem, like you you will know who the king is because of his hands of healing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when Faramir gets healed by literally his hands like rubbing his head and with the athelas and like making him drink and this like thing. whispers stuff to him and like beckons them back to like, yeah. reality so everybody well, starts they to have, know they're like they he's the king like the dark sick like fair so fair mirrors the black poison. shadow or whatever it's called but like eowyn and mary like are going to a coma from being so close to from killing the witch king yeah or from from like touching the witch king or like being yeah. in contact with him yeah which I thought was really cool because it like shows that like there's a cost to being in con. It's not like oh we killed the bad guy Ray. It's like we killed the bad guy and we're gonna get sick and die because he was so yeah. evil. You know. Yeah, it's fucked. Even up. though he's dead, like it's really fucked. Uh, and that's something like the doesn't come across in the movies. It's like these little details that like add more of like a bleak. Yeah, darkness to it. Yeah, it's it's, cool. it's very interesting. It's Faramir, very cool. Yeah, Faramir wakes up and he recognizes that he's the king. Elisar, uh, the elf stone, uh, come to reclaim yeah, his that throne. Man's an elf stone. Yep, he is. And he he goes and he wakes up, uh, or he goes to talk to Eowyn next, and and uh, she is like, <laughs> he's like, okay, so. This is a little different because she was way depressed before what happened. So when she mm-hmm. wakes up, you're going to have to deal with this. Like, he's like, I've done all I can, but she's still going to wake up and be uh, terribly depressed with her lot in life. And Aragorn's like, I think it's because you've been treating her like shit. Like, literally, like, there's this whole part. It's awesome. Where Aragorn's like, I did it too. It's like, we mm-hmm. haven't been respecting her and, like, what she wants to do. And for me, I was like, what? A lot, like, what a cool, like, th- I feel like this book gets a lot of criticisms levied at it that there's really barely any women in it which is an inaccurate criticism but this part I think is really effective where it's like Jesus Christ we should not be treating the people who want to help us like this and it's like man that's awesome that's some king shit right there Aragorn yeah a lot of like so much of the Eowyn stuff that that was back in like Two Towers right which has that whole speech about like you know being in a cage and like a woman's lot in life and everything yeah 
Um, and then he goes and he helps Mary. And similarly, Mary is also like has the black shadow. And um, he's able to... It, it seems like a little harder with him. Like Aragorn is like... There's like some kind of like mental battle. Like he's like staring mm-hmm. at Mary and like struggling with something in his head. But he sits up and he's like, he'll be all right. And I think it's funny. They say uh, he's like, Faramir is going to have to rest here for a long time. Don't let Eowyn get up for 10 days. But Mary can start walking around tomorrow. And then Emeril's like, <laughs> holy shit, they're like the strongest people of all time. Which is awesome. Because they are. They're stout little creatures. Yeah, everyone's, count- yep, everyone's constantly surprised how tough the little hobbits are. Um, because again, I don't know if we've stressed that enough. They are tiny. They, they are so very tiny. So you might think tiny. they're weak because they're tiny, but they're not. They're actually stout. Mary and Pippin. Uh, Pip- Mary's awake. Legolas and Gimli are like, oh, we want to go see our friends. So they hang out, and Legolas and Gimli regale them and us of how they managed to get the pirate ships to the battle. And just quickly, this is not really super important, but they use the armies of the dead to scare the Corsairs of um, 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 Umbar or whatever away from their ships so that they could commandeer the ships and bring like 3,000 extra troops to the battle. Um, yep. And then the ghosts of Dunharrow don't have to fulfill their oath anymore because the oath has been fulfilled, and they sort of vanish into the history books. There's a funny, mo- there's like a, a moment where Legolas is like, "Hey, I think, uh, I think I'm done." And he's like, "This has been crazy." He's like, "I think after <laughs> this, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go home west. I'm gonna go into the oh, haven." Oh, that's right. And then Gimli's like, "You, but you can't do that. We have. It's like really. They're all like, you can't do that unless we all do it together." It's like, we, we're all going to do it together, or you can't go Gimli's at all. It's like, you haven't seen the glittering caves of Helm's Deep. You can't yeah. go west. Uh, this is not a spoiler. Don't worry. They don't. They do <laughs> get to see all the caves. None of that's in the book, but they do. There's this beautiful uh, piece of art I saw of, like, l- young and live uh, Legolas, because he's immortal, with his mm-hmm. arm around, like, ancient Gimli, like, on a cane, like, boarding the last ship. To the, yeah, because they got to go on all their adventures together. Um, we'll talk more and about so, that when we read the appendices, because that's where that stuff is. Yes, but. okay, well, yeah, we'll talk about... Because for elves, going west is like dying. But they get to live forever over there. Right. They just, can't, they just can't come back. Yeah. It's a big metaphor. We'll talk about it at yes. the end of the and next we'll book. And we'll talk about it definitely in the Silmarillion, because that's pretty much all takes place over there. they go to a there. specific place with countries and people. Yes, with whole new... The Noldor! We'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, so... The friends are talking, and Aragorn and Gandalf and a couple of the other, like, the Prince Imrahil and Elrohir and um, the other son and the Dúnedain, all the big dogs, are in a tent mm-hmm. outside the walls, and they're talking about their... their uh... Because Aragorn's like, I've healed everybody, and yeah. I gotta sleep outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Because he, he doesn't want to, like, just show up into the castle and be like, I'm He doesn't want to ruin it. Yeah, he doesn't want to ruin it. It's going to be a big moment after they win. Because I love that, because his thinking is like, it doesn't matter. I'm giving all these people this hope that I've come back. We'll do nothing if as soon as we leave to go finish the job, we all get slaughtered. It's way better to come back having succeeded. if the steward isn't like, if Faramir's unconscious, it doesn't feel right for me to just waltz in and be like, I'm king now. Yeah. Yeah. And he like, wants to like, do it right. Imrahil says, okay, I'll be the steward for now. And then he's like, wait, 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 wait. 
Gandalf will be in charge of everything for now. Until this is over, Gandalf's in charge. And Gandalf... Should we Mithrendir? Yeah, Mithrendir. <laughs> Gandalf Mithrendir. And he says, uh, Gandalf's plan? He's like, okay, I got a plan and none of you are gonna like it. I think... He's like, without Frodo, I don't know where he is. This whole thing is fucked. We're so fucked unless Frodo can throw the goddamn ring into the fucking Last volcano. Last I heard, he was about to meet a big spider. <laughs> yeah, a big spider who nobody's ever met and then left with a cool story before. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, we have one thing to do, and that is just march everybody right to Sauron's front door and hope for the best. Which is like, yeah. You, the mm-hmm. idea to get, to get Sauron to pay attention to them, to give Mer, uh, Pip, uh, Frodo and Sam the opportunity to like sneak if, in, yeah, if they're if still they're alive. Yeah. Oh my God! And they That's all great. don't want to, but it's like obviously we have to. What else to. Are you gonna do? And they talk about like, okay, well, how many troops can we have? And Aemir's like, I we we all died trying to save your asses, <laughs> and he's like sort of mad and still sad about the whole thing, and. But they get 7,000. 7,000 is the number that they're going to march to Mordor with. Like, the final march. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they leave. They start heading there. And a thousand of them on the way there bow out. Because Aragorn, like, they reach a moment where Aragorn's like, okay, you can leave. (laughs) I'm going to be real with (laughs) y'all. It's such a nice moment. The only way we don't die is if two tiny men have not been eaten by a giant spider. (laughs) Not only if we don't die, like, the world doesn't die. So just go be with your family. (laughs) And he, like, blesses them and is like, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Like, a thousand people is not going to make the... He knows. It's like... If it's just Aragorn versus just this army, it's a bluff. Anyway, they just need to make it look like a lot of people. And so some of them stay to, like, guard to be, like, if the army does fall, they're going to guard. It's not Osgiliath, but it's some other fort. Um, Mm -hmm. And they have the idea, they're like, oh, let's just go to Minas Morgul and take that. And then they're like, that sounds like the worst idea ever. That's where the Nazgul hang out. (laughs) And so they get to the Black Gate and... Eomir and Aragorn and Gandalf and the rest of the captains, they ride up to the gate and they demand, they're like, I want to speak. I want to speak to Sauron. Come out here, you bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Come out here, you won't. And then the big door (laughs) opens and the mouth of Sauron comes out and he's just Mm -hmm. like the edgiest dude of all time. (laughs) And he's, uh, he's the, he talks. Yeah, he does. He talks to Sauron. He's the lieutenant of, of Mordor and he, and he's talking to them and he's like, you really think this would work? Uh, you... And you know now, talking, uh, having read this as a uh, human person who has not, who had not seen the extended editions of <laughs> uh, Return of the King, I was shocked. Yeah, yeah. Because he pulls out and he's like, "Were these your friends?" And he shows them the uh, Frodo's Mithril shirt. Yeah, that's uh, bad. And <laughs> Sam's like leaf thing like leaf emblem and the cloak and Sam's sword. Yeah. And everyone's like, Oh my God. And Gandalf's like, shut up, shut up. Because Gandalf. Okay. So everybody feel like their heart despairs. And so does Gandalf for a minute, but Pippin's about to say something. And then Gandalf like puts his hand out because Gandalf's like, okay, but if they would just have their bodies here, like if that was really what had happened, they would have just brought, them here to like taunt or us. like if Sauron had the ring like it'd be over it would already. have already be over like it'd be over already so he says that to the mouth of Sauron he's like sure we'll 
he, well, he says <laughs> these were these were our friends, and we're very sad. Yeah, and he <laughs> and says mouth of Sauron's like I knew it. <laughs> I knew you'd be sad. He, well, because he's like he's like I don't know if these are people you did care about or not. Oh wait a minute, yes I do. Of course you cared. And, Look at your faces. You're so sad. <laughs> and getting says, under uh, your skin now. He says. Uh, I'll let you have them if you let Sauron be the emperor of everything. And he, and then he's like, and and this is just like a funny detail. Like Rohan and Gondor are gonna help rebuild uh, Orthanc, and I'm gonna be in charge of it. And it's like, oh, like he's like a little boy. And Gandalf's like, no. And Pippin's like, what do you mean, no? That was a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Gandalf says, well, Gandalf says, sure, just bring out uh, Frodo and Sam. And we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's a moment where the uh, mouth of Siren's like, "Wow, well, uh, I don't know." And then Gandalf's like, oh, "Okay, fuck you." And then, they, <laughs> and then they, uh, well, the mouth. He says something. The mouth of Sauron gets scared, and he like runs back in and blows the horn, and the gate opens like even bigger, and like every bad guy in the universe Everyone like runs out, just walks Everyone. out, <laughs> and circles the army. In the movie. Aragorn chops off the mouth of Sauron's head. <laughs> yeah. That is not what happens here. He does make it out unscathed, unfortunately. But that's, I mean, the then forces the, of I mean, Mordor the surround starts. the army. Yep. Yeah the, yeah, the battle starts. Pippin manages to kill one troll, and then it falls on him. And he thinks he hears eagles, but he's like, no, that's what happened to Bilbo. Like, this mm-hmm. is it. That was or Bilbo's he hears, story. Or he, like, he thinks someone... He hears someone yelling, the eagles are coming, the eagles are coming. And yeah. then he goes unconscious. Because he thinks, he's like, I think I just heard that in my head because that's what happened to Bilbo. And this is sort of like what happened mm-hmm. to Bilbo. So I guess I'm dead here. And then that's how it ends. That's how book book five ends, with them losing again. Um, mm-hmm. If only we knew that the eagles were really there. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to find out next time. Yeah, that's uh, that's book five. I'll tell you what, it's good. It's good. It <laughs> it's is just awesome. good. And especially, I think, the parts that I thought were slow reading, like talking about them now with you, uh, I like better because I sort of see, you know, as you I was thinking about them, like, Houses of healing, healing was boring. I'm like, but I guess it's like metaphorical and like the king <laughs> can heal people and that's like a good thing. It's also you know? very Jesus uh coded oh yeah super jesus yep. coded i like um here's something i think is cool that i feel like doesn't really get talked about a lot is is how unique of like a battle this is so they're just going to like run uh like screen fake like football style so that the <laughs> they can get into like th- this is not the battle to decide everything the battle that's going to decide everything is like a battle of wills between frodo and the ring yeah. at the end of everything and it like it highlights that whereas like you know i think you sort of see why the third movie has weird pacing issues and 18 like, million different endings uh-huh. it's like it ends 18 <laughs> yep. times because like the the big movie battle happens at the beginning yeah. of the last book. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't matter. It's just so they all can survive long enough to distract Sauron so that, like, the real important thing can happen. The The boring part of two dudes walking up a hill right. can happen. That's you the know? real story. Like, the real yeah. battle. Um, yeah, I just think there's something so powerful about them just 
going to war like for and they have no idea it's not as if they can call frodo or like text mm-hmm. him it's like this is it they don't know <laughs> and then the movies that never really comes across or you don't get to sit with it as long but because like in the book form just the way it's structured with like the books alternating like yeah when you're a with big the characters why. who don't know where frodo and sam are like you also don't know where frodo and sam are and what's happened to them because the last time we saw them they were Frodo got captured by the orcs and like Sam was trapped outside of the door. Like, yeah, like I don't know. That was and it. then last I know, uh, Frodo had his mithril shirt, and now the fucking mouth of Sauron yeah. is Frodo's mithril shirt. You're like, what the hell yeah. happened? That's a really and cool that's part. just like the that's just like good stuff. That's like the same as like the Rohan. Like it satisfies. Like it gives you like whoa what what and then it keeps you reading. I I frankly did not expect in these books to like you know be strung along in like a good way with like the dramatic structure of everything. Because oh, yeah. when they because when people say like these books feel slow, I guess what they mean is like the houses of healing stuff, which like sure fair enough. But like I never felt like the battles or like the ends of chapters. Like I kept wanting to keep reading. Like, mm-hmm. through all the books. Like, you know, Two Towers and this one. And so And it is, like, short. In, comp- in comparison to, like, all three of these books yeah. are shorter than the first Stormlight Archive book. Like... Yeah. It might be a little bit longer, but, like, it's sim- similar, it's right? It's close. Yeah, it's like, f- what, 14... Oh, I guess, yeah, just a little bit. I think the whole thing together is 1,400 pages. Yeah. 13... It might... Yeah, mine is under, a little under 1,300. Yeah. So, like, you don't need... It accomplishes... It, people make it out to seem like these are huge, gargantuan, like hard to tackle books, and they're not. They're just good. Mm-hmm. You just got to get. This over is the... one bit. This is one. What's that fat one that's common? Priory of the Orange Tree oh, or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. just like the only reason it exists is to be a big long fantasy book. Yeah, formatted to be eight hundred pages exactly. Yep. Yeah. This is this anyway. was written in a pre-book talk world, so it's uh. There's no uh, Akotar. There's no uh, Fourth Wing. There's none of this bullshit. We just got two little guys, and they're in their battle wills, and they are walking. And, and there's a third thirsty. little guy, and they're so thirsty, and they eat this bread that fills up their tummies. Oh, something we didn't talk about is the first thing Mary says when he wakes up. He's like, "Can I get some fucking breakfast around here?" I just uh, <laughs> that is very funny. I do oh, remember man. that. That was very funny. Well, Danilla, do you have anything else to say? I don't think so. I thought it was great, and I liked it. And I'm nice. excited to keep reading and yeah. keep talking about this. It is definitely a lot. Not that I expected it to be bad, but <laughs> I did not expect it to be so good as to like, you know, random lines. I'm just like tearing up, you know, yeah. out of nowhere. Like I didn't, I didn't expect it to be like that good. Yeah. Which is crazy. Just something funny to look forward to, just to put you in perspective of how much stuff is not in the movie. Chapters one through five of this next section is the movie, and then chapters six through ten is all (laughs) brand new stuff. Very exciting. Which is very exciting. And then the appendices, of course, which we will we will be discussing at some point. Oh yeah. Um Oh, just a, just one fun thing. The Witch King of Angmar is only ever en- mentioned one time, and it is in an appendices like year 14309. It says, like, the Witch King of Angmar arrives at the Battle of Pelennor Field. Otherwise, it's always just, like, the King of Nazgul or... Sure. 
just as that or like the head and leader the, ring rate and i've learned watching lore videos angmar is like a different place with a whole war yeah. attached to it Hell and yeah. a whole bunch of other stuff which is like oh boy the witch king was a great sorcerer or something and it like willingly became that like this not tricked like the rest of them it's pretty cool yeah pretty cool stuff that's cool well, stuff I think that'll do it for us here at the Hardcover Hooligans Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at hardcoverhooligans at gmail.com. Also, check out or social you media. Could ask us a question in a review that you write for us. True, yes. And if you ask a question in a review, we are legally required to yep, we are. answer it. Uh-huh. Just like you have to tell me if you're a cop, we are legally required <laughs> to answer your review questions. Yeah, please give us a five-star review on... Uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you mm-hmm. listen to podcasts or get podcasts. Uh, make sure to check out the YouTube. Um, we have YouTube Shorts on Just there. Same stuff. thing with TikTok, and there'll be more coming out. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, keep reading books. Uh, stop doing top ten lists of books that didn't come out <laughs> in the past year because I don't care. My top ten books of 2023 are. Mistborn yeah. and The Hobbit. Yep, Mistborn and The Dispossessed and Dune Messiah and The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Books that came out anywhere between 70 and 15 years ago. Those are my top books of 2023. Um, for all of us here at Hardcover Hooligans, my name is Mac. All of us are... All of us. are our big staff. Yep, we have a are... huge staff we don't pay. We pay in Taco Bell. Uh, well, they pay us to get them Taco We DoorDash Taco Bell and they have to Venmo. But, uh, you know. We don't get them what they want. It's usually it, just it's, what they it's have. It's wrong. Yeah, it's what they have. We say, just give us whatever you have. <laughs> you know, Taco Bell by our office is constantly what out of you... stuff. <laughs> yeah, our office. We have a big office building, multiple floors of employees. We you ever been to New York only... City? You see that thing people tell you the Empire State Building? Yeah, that's actually our office. So yeah, and the Taco Bell in the Empire State Building is constantly out of stuff. <laughs> by the time they take, it's the tallest building in the world. So by the time they take an elevator up there with the ingredients, half of them are bad. So they're out of stuff. <laughs> All, All right, right everyone. everyone, stay hard, stay everybody. Stay hard. <laughs>